Welcome back to the Living Every Now podcast. My name is Will. And my name is Yagub. His name is Yagub. <laughs> Today, I want to talk about activation energy, which is a mental model which comes from chemistry. And the premise of it in chemistry, at least, is there's some chemical reactions which are exothermic, which means like they increase entropy uh, and they kind of go on their own, but they have an activation energy hump. So in order to get them started, you have to, uh, you know, stir the beaker or put it under the Bunsen burner um, to, to get their reaction to get started. But once it's going, it's going to go until there's no more energy left in the system. And that's kinetic energy when it keeps, like, when it's continued energy and continued effort? Or, like, the energy that is mounted from, like, a ball rolling down the hill? Like, when it's halfway down the hill, it has a certain level of kinetic energy that it has, like, less of when it's almost unrolling? Uh, well, kinetic energy is just, like, when it's moving. Okay. So there's potential energy and kinetic energy. Activation energy is the amount of kinetic energy that you have to put in before the kinetic energy of the reaction is a stable system. It just starts it. Yeah, so a much better example that's going to make more sense to people. I don't actually know chemistry. I, I, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I was like, a, I didn't know Will knew I got all this a B chemistry. in chemistry. <laughs> so if I got any of that wrong, I'm sorry. But the mental model initially comes from chemistry. Uh, a better example is probably like a candle. Once you start a candle, it's going to light and it's going to burn all the way down until there's no more energy, but a candle's not going to light on its own. You right. have to you have to provide the initial energy for it to get started. Okay, cool. I get it. And I think I know where you're headed with it sort of as a framework, but mm -hmm. how do you think about this as a framework um, in a more like less chemistry focused way in your own life? Well, I I struggle with this every single day in my day <laughs> job when I have to do actual work uh, because once I sit down and actually start doing work and get in the zone, it's not actually that hard. My day job's not that bad. It's not rocket science. Sometimes like the problems take a while, but the hard, the hardest part of my day is getting started in almost everything. Yeah. Uh, even for things that I like to do generally, like going on a run in my mind, I know that I want to go on a run, but the hard part is planning it out in my day and then changing my clothes and putting on my shoes and walking downstairs and actually getting started. Totally. But once I start running, I'm not going to like stop because it's not that hard and I enjoy it and right. I'm not running fast. Right. So it's like most of the work, in my opinion, of being productive is the initial 10%. Like that's the where you should focus most of your effort. And I think this mental model kind of underpins a lot of other productivity mental models like uh, environment design. The reason environment design is important is because when you are controlling your environment, what you're really doing is you're lowering the activation energy for tasks that you want to do and you're raising the activation energy for tasks that you don't want to do. So it takes totally. more effort to go eat ice cream if you don't have ice cream in your house versus salad which right. you do have in your house right so this is kind of like one layer beneath that and i think it is a cool little mental model for being more productive and it probably applies to things outside of productivity like i'm sure 
Uh, well, uh, here's a good example. Like if your friends invite you out, um, you know, to, to go hang out at their house, initially you're probably going to be resistant to that because you're, you're already doing something. Maybe you already had some plans, but those plans aren't really important. The hardest part of getting that plan to work is just getting out of the house and getting there. Well, once you're there, you're going to have fun. Totally. Totally. You know? I think about that when I shave because I always never want to shave. And then mm-hmm. I start shaving and it's so easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I always think about how much I build up not liking shaving. Mm-hmm. And then I'm doing it. And I'm like, why do I not like this so much? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, once you start, it's so easy. I think I don't. I don't. I don't quite understand how you're applying it though in your life. So I understand the concept, but what does that look like? So you may you focus more energy. You focus more effort on the ten percent. How does that how does that work? The ten percent to start an action. How did what does that look like? Well, it, it's not a framework that I, I've implemented in steps. It's more of understanding why certain things are hard. But once you, or at least for me, once I've understood that the hardest part is getting started, mm-hmm. I can more easily recognize when I'm resisting myself at that initial phase. Okay, and it puts a lot more emphasis on keystone habits yeah. because those keystone habits, you only have to do the activation energy once and then all the rest of the habits that follow behind it. Supposedly, at least in theory, you don't have to re-overcome the activation energy of, of those habits. Well, so yeah, morning yeah, yeah. routines is exactly combating this activation energy. Yeah, so, so your point is that you just knowing that information creates an environment where when you've, when you feel yourself being reluctant to start, you're like, okay, well, this is the hardest part. If I can mm-hmm. just sit down and write, yeah. I'll, I'll write well or yeah. whatever. I'm um, really, really, really good at making excuses <laughs> for starting things. Cause oh, it's totally. it'll be like 4 PM and I'll have like half an hour of work left. And I'm like, I'm just going to go on a walk <laughs> and maybe I'll finish this half hour of work tonight instead of just doing it now. Cause like, the hardest part is just getting it started. Yeah. But once I sit down and do it, it's fine. Yeah. It takes half an hour. It probably will only actually take 15 minutes. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I think this, I think this also, and you're, you're touching on it, but it, it goes to the conversation that momentum might be the most powerful thing on earth. <laughs> and for this reason, it's like once you get the ball rolling, you know, it's much harder to stop. And that's, that's why things like the two day rule, make a lot of sense mm-hmm. or or um the concept of not doing something you know three days a week or four days a week or five days a week but doing it every day mm-hmm. these things like the momentum is just so important to keep i know i've gone on record to say before that i don't care if i do five minutes at the gym i'd rather just not miss that day at the gym just mm-hmm. to make sure that i keep that momentum going yeah and that's that's it's crazy how how impactful momentum can be when done right in negative and positive ways. Mm-hmm. So so the fact that sitting down is the hardest part really is like the predecessor to the momentum conversation, mm-hmm. but super important. And kind of for a similar reason of what you're saying, not only is the first ten percent of the effort the most important, but from a compound interest perspective, the first ten percent of the time that you put in is the most important because compound interest works over time. And the earlier you start, the higher you're going to grow. So if you start investing when you're 20, 
you're going to have way more money than you're, when you're 50 than if you started investing when you were 30. Wow, that's a that's a kind of a crazy concept. You just I feel like my mind just Yeah, this activation energy principle is like kind of kind of underpins like a lot of other mental models yeah. for for self-help at least. Yeah, when you blew it up a little bit and got a little more macro. More macro. Yeah, when you got more macro. That like macaroni. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm, um, that cheesy shit. When you, when you got more macro, <laughs> that that makes a lot of sense. You think about uh passive income strategies. Mm-hmm. Like they're not quick. They're always high investment up front. Yeah. Long return. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to get the activation energy so that it becomes self-sustaining. How about that? So interesting. But yeah, so true. So true. Cool. So are, are you, um, is there, is there any sort of prioritization to this mental model or framework to any of the other ones? Like how do you think about, activation energy in the grand scheme of like all the frameworks that you use and and where does it fit in as far as how important it is and and things like that um i don't know that's kind of a hard question because i didn't really think about it before, <laughs> before this but i think it just makes me realize the value of other mental models or the value of certain habits over others mm-hmm. um and like we do a lot of these little self experiments, like we'll go a month without drinking alcohol or we'll, you're doing your sugar thing still. What is it? Three months you've been doing no sugar almost. Well, I, I did on my birthday, but yeah, that, almost yeah. <laughs> three months. Yeah. I mean, that, that's still really good. Um, right now I'm fasting for 24 hours right now. Again. Yeah. <laughs> see like weird little experiments like that. Yeah. And I kind of categorize those experiments differently than the, the things that are going to make the difference over the long, long run. And okay. the the things that make the difference over the long run, I think are all kind of applicable to this activation energy thing or the consistency that you get by the momentum you were talking about. Yeah. What do you think these are? Uh, I guess in other areas of your life, like I'm trying to think, you know, what things can I spend that 10% of, like startup energy on that are going to carry me the furthest. So like as, as we apply this concept, so maybe if I got my budget mm-hmm. really good and locked down and then I got my pillars of what I believe in or the, the things I think make me happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what, what do you think those are uh, that if you could focus on like a set of, would have the most carry versus that 10% of like lift that it took. Like if you could just sprint for six months mm-hmm. on things that could rule your life for maybe as long as possible. And this is, sorry, these are like hypothetical questions I'm asking. No, I, I think that that's a, a good example because I was thinking about it more on the micro level of, oh, right. you know, for a specific workout. Yeah. You, no, you I was the activation energy. I think is that's there. the obvious one, but that's what I was saying. You blew my mind kind of with mm-hmm. the 10% and then watch it. I mean, in my life, I've definitely seen this principle play out with certain aspects of physical fitness. Mm. I was forced to be on a lot of running teams when I was a little kid. Like I was on my first track team, I think when I was eight years old. I didn't know you were forced to do it. (laughs) Well, I I enjoyed doing it, but it was like not a choice, like. Like a swim team when I was a kid was definitely not a choice. I was I was on the swim team. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. But 
because of kind of the compound interest and that the principle that once you get it started, it tends to roll downhill and unless something really gets in the way, it's going to keep rolling. The earlier you start, the better. So because I was able to start young with some of like the, the cardio work, at a really, really young age, I was able to enjoy exercising and that kind of now is at a point where the ball is rolling and I don't have to put more effort into it to keep it rolling. Right. Um, and I wish that there were a few more areas of my life that were like that, like reading. Mm. I wish I had started reading at a younger age and gotten to the point where that ball is already rolling quickly and I'm not having to push the the roll the ball the ball uphill mm-hmm. to get it over the activation energy hump. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think once you do and once you see the value of reading and you start to enjoy reading more, it doesn't feel like work. No. It, probably in the same way that music for you doesn't feel like work anymore. No. Or at least sometimes doesn't feel like work. Yeah, the much, vast majority of the time it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I'm bouncing stems and sending it to my mixing engineer, that feels like work. But other than that, no. Yeah, I'll totally. delay that more than anybody. <laughs> it's like the song's <laughs> done and all I have to do is send the files over and I'm like, <laughs> I just don't want to do it. So to answer your question, I would say exercise, nutrition, reading, probably. Yeah, nutrition. I think I think that's like, you know, how like obesity is generational. I think it has way less to do with your genes and just way more to do with how your family ate growing up because that's, again, momentum mm-hmm. in a certain direction. Totally. Like I have decent eating habits, at least for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, you I, definitely like learn to like healthy foods. Right, right. Like I definitely learned to like spinach. Yeah, for sure. I, I 100% agree. So... I think personal finance would be up there mm-hmm. just because of the the actual breadth that it covers in your mm-hmm. life as far as priorities and mm-hmm. what you want to do with your life. I think it's, <laughs> yeah, everything costs money. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it, but it's crazy as soon as you kind of d- take that red pill and dive into your personal finance, how transcendent it is. Um, that is, this is kind of a, a tangent, but that gets on my nerves when... People say red pill. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I would, actually, it doesn't get on my nerves, but I I want to help people who think that personal finance is only for like straight-laced, button-up, white shirt, nerdy dudes. Seriously, right? Because it's just not cool, I guess, to be good with money. I don't know. Like, it's kind of a flex almost to to not care about your money. Yeah, but it's also just part of our education that's Mm -hmm. fucked it up that hasn't made it a priority to teach Mm -hmm. where the benefit would be immense if everybody learned about zero-based budgeting perhaps in high school Mm -hmm. i i imagine yeah i mean i didn't have my first personal finance class like even projecting net worth or anything until my junior year of college i had one at leavenworth i didn't take that okay yeah well, I mean, th- it is out there, but like as a high school student, a lot of people don't care. This should be mandatory, man. Like, and yeah, the why yeah. behind it too. Like, this is your life, mm-hmm. you know? Anyway, we're, too, we're, we're going away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, there's not a ton to say about the, the principle itself. And the real meat of this discussion is going to be coming up with examples like we are of ways to apply this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I guess anything that you care about being good at, it's works on the micro and the macro for every individual day. 
just getting started, doing something, adding one brick to the wall is what's going to make the difference. But over the long run, uh, the, the more consistent you can be, the earlier it's going to feel like a joy to do, the, the more it's going to feel like not work. Yeah. So I was, I, I was thinking about, um, doing this as an episode, I might not do it now just because I did the whole loneliness bit. I wasn't expecting that. And I think I planned this episode a while ago and, and then now we're talking about it. So I'm just going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I love this concept called like, if you do something, do it every day. And mm-hmm. I don't know where that comes from. I feel like it's sort of derived personally from a lot of the different things I've read. And it's just something I kind of believe now, I wish I did it more of certain things, but I know, for example, when I do my journal every single day, the reward is greater than when I do it sparsely. I, I know that when I go to the gym every single day, even if it isn't the most prolific workout in the world every day and I'm working different body parts, but if I go every day, the habit is every day, then I get more reward net over the long term. I can say the same about almost everything. And so, and the principle behind that framework is literally momentum. It's, it's exactly what we're talking about mm-hmm. because of how powerful it really is. So thinking about that, thinking about all the things we've said so far, how are there, are there any other ways we talked about environment design, but are there any ways that we can be better about overcoming that activation energy? Mm-hmm. What do you, how do you think about that? And how do you do that better for yourself? Cause I, I definitely rely on environment design a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I think most of the first product- things first, sorry, go for it. First things first. That was, that's a mm-hmm. big, that's a big helper. Putting the hardest thing first yeah. just puts you in a good mindset to finish everything else. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if, if you think about it kind of like you're trying to roll this rock down a hill, mm-hmm. if you get over the highest hump first, then it already has energy to get over those smaller humps down the, the for the rest of the day. That's beautiful. And a lot of graphic. productivity advice I think is just this activation energy, like environment design, you're lowering uh, the activation energies with habits. You're kind of getting your brain to ignore the activation energies because it is just what you do. It doesn't even become a decision factor. When you wake up in the morning, you do this, you brush your teeth. Yeah. Like I don't have to think about making my bed at all. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Pomodoros I think are great. help a lot. For me, they definitely do. Starting, Mm -hmm. yeah. Because if I know I only have to work for twenty five (laughs) minutes, like I'm like, okay, I I can do twenty five minutes exactly. And yeah, it just helps keep that momentum that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Is it lightninging outside? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay, it keeps flashing. I mean, I hope it's lightning. It's just the paparazzi. We're so popular. (laughs) They're they're across the street. Everyone, don't worry. (laughs) Yeah, I think about. You know, fuck focus, by the way. I got to say, focus the web app or the app on my iPhone. Focus? Yeah, it was my little Pomodoro and I had a complication on my watch. Now that I realize it's not a joke. Is that the tree one? No, that's forest. Okay. (laughs) Focus was sick because all I had to do was press it and it would start my Pomodoro. And I could also start it from from this with like Mm -hmm. just a press of a button. On forest, you cannot start your Pomodoro from your watch. (laughs) <laughs> that is the dumbest shit ever but you can see it it's a whole app on your watch you can see <laughs> your progress but you can't start or stop your pomodoro i lost my shit i i literally the what i happened to focus is i paid for the app 
So I bought the app for four dollars or something, mm-hmm. and then they introduced a monthly subscription, and I didn't get grandfathered in. Like I just had to start paying for it monthly, and so I quit the app. <laughs> Damn, I was so pissed. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I feel like that's such bad business, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get grandfathered in. <laughs> I mean, come on. I just because I bought it, if mm-hmm. I hadn't bought it, I get it, yeah. but I paid for it. Yeah. That, that's and then annoying. you revoke the access. It's now a free app, but with a subscription. Yeah. It's not a free app and you, there's an app <laughs> subscription monthly for the same price I bought it for. Wow. I know. Who's going to pay $5 for a Pomodoro time timer every month? No, not me. Not me. Not me. Well, I, I have this usually, really cool Pomodoro timer. It's like an analog one. Fuck off. <laughs> I, I don't enjoy uh, the digital ones anymore because I get distracted too easily. <laughs> if I have to check my phone, then it distracts me. Yeah, I can't tell if you're an elitist or you're just very easily distracted by everything. I'm super distractible. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I, I probably could make it work, but uh, I... Wanted to try out a physical timer just to see what it was like. And I enjoyed it. So I I never went back. But it's called the Time Timer. Check it out if you're interested. It's pretty cool. It's got a nice little design to it too. I like that you can see the remaining time in the red. Mm -hmm. It's actually made for children because it's made for teaching children how to read time. Oh. Because it's like very, very visual how much time is left. I think that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. Also, I would be using my analog alarm clock if it wasn't for... My Apple Watch waking mm. me up with a vibration yeah. deal. Um, so I, I get the transition from analog to dig- or digital mm. to analog. I get it. This is a little bit of a tangent, but since we're talking about how habits and everything stack up and affect this activation energy, how has your morning routine changed, I guess, recently since we last talked about it? Honestly, not at all. Okay. I have gone to the gym a couple times in the morning because because of my new job, I've been experimenting with time. Mm-hmm. So I've been experimenting with trying different things. So I, I haven't really been in that mindset. I've been I've been in just testing phase and I'm trying to figure out like what can I do best in these different uh, times of the day just so I'm thinking about the whole day holistically and getting to the things I care about. So, you know, kind of nixing first things first in the sense that I'm putting music first every day, but thinking about how can I be ready to make music or how can I do something creative? How can I give myself to something that I care about? Right now we're recording a podcast. I, I prioritize that today. I was made sure like I had something to talk about. I'm pre- prepared, those kind of things, right? Like just making sure that that was accessible. Um, I normally, I, w- I was planning on working out this morning, but I realized Wednesday is usually my rest day anyway. So i not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a stretch session later tonight. But yeah, I, I, I've i been in a testing phase to answer your question and I haven't really been thinking about that as intentionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Have you? Have you switched your morning routine up? A little bit, yeah. I was doing a, an experiment a while ago I, for the last month trying to wake up at five. Uh, and now that that is coming to an end or I'm, I'm killing that experiment, <laughs> it, it, it was fun while it lasted. I, I think I should just get more sleep. Um, and that kind of cuts down on the potential I could do in my mornings, which is fine because sometimes it's, or at least right now I'm in a phase where I want to simplify my morning routine and kind of focus more on the first things first stuff. So I've been trying to do some schoolwork as soon as I wake up. Wow. And then just get that done so that the rest of my day I don't have to think about it. That's nice, mm-hmm. probably. 
You just are done with that stress. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I feel that way about work sometimes too because I'm just like, I want to get there as early as possible just to be home by 4.30 and then mm-hmm. have the rest of the day to myself and totally. do whatever. But yeah, no, I, I think that's, I think that's really uh, impactful. Um, applying that sort of notion to your morning routine in the first place because mm-hmm. I feel like that's where a lot of this momentum starts, mm-hmm. at least in the day-to-day. Yeah. I'm, so just go get started. It's not that bad. Yeah, go do it, little bitch. Or just do a little bit. Just do a little bit. Just do something. Do uh, uh, Skew towards action. That could, exactly. That could be a whole episode, man. Oh, God. No cap. No kizzy. Where can they find us on the internet? <laughs> I swear to God. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, liveineverynow.com. Liveineverynow.com. I realize I haven't been enunciating as well as I could when I say live in every now. Uh-huh. And I would like to enunciate all four words that somehow ended up as one word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so liveineverynow.com. At liveineverynow on Twitter and Instagram. Come join our Discord. Link is in the bio. And and by bio we mean the show notes, not our actual bio. Oh yeah, yeah, show, yeah, yeah. <laughs> show notes. Um, do we need? Is there any other housekeeping? Is that all for general housekeeping? <laughs> Was that your Sam Harrison? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's about it. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was a good impression. <laughs> Anyways, I don't think we have any housekeeping, but. A good episode. Thanks for being with me, Jay. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Thanks for being here. See you next time. Bye.